is it okay to accept myself the way I am or is it better to try and change myself? This is a battle we fight often. Namaste and welcome to the River of Wisdom podcast, a podcast that brings to you the ancient Vedic tradition which reveals that you are pure being having a human experience. I'm your guide by the side, Swamini V. Let us flow, you and I, on the banks of the river of wisdom. Is it a question of self-acceptance or is it a question of self-improvement? The very question suggests that self-acceptance is opposed to self-improvement. Let us examine if that is so. About 20 years ago, when a person would browse in the bookstore, in the self-help or self-improvement section, the common perception was that he really needed help. It was not looked upon too favorably. Now, if one sees a person browsing in a bookstore in the self-help section, he is looked upon favorably. Why? Because he is wanting to maximize his life. A good development we find the world over is that more and more people are inclined to self-improvement. People are paying more attention to modifying their diets and lifestyles. People are taking the responsibility to upgrade their knowledge base to learning new skills at work. People are embracing self-improvement like never before. The whole movement Towards self-improvement begs the question, what is self-improvement for? The Vedic tradition considers that all approaches to self-improvement are valid to the extent that they uphold dharma. When the person is focusing on the right amount of nutrition, exercise, diet and rest, he is upholding dharma or the principle of health and well-being. It is appropriate for him to make the adequate effort. When a person is engaged in offering support and care for his family and friends, he is upholding the dharma or principle of love, duty and companionship. He certainly needs to make the effort for self-improvement in changing his attitudes, correcting his perceptions expressing his care and thoughts to his family and friends. When the person is bringing his skills and knowledge base to the job at hand and getting paid for it, she is upholding the dharma of productivity, contribution to the company and financial independence. She certainly needs to make the effort in continuing to play the professional role well enough for the job description. The next question is, till when? Is self-improvement a goal to be reached or is it a moving goalpost? In our experience, it seems like a moving goalpost which always leaves us dissatisfied. We feel dissatisfied as we are expecting the goal to offer complete fulfillment. No matter how much you improve in your communication, you could always do better. No matter how much you improve in your flexibility in the asanas, you could always do better. No matter how much you're doing at your job, surely 
you could always read more and pick up one or two more skills. Ironically, all our attempts at self-growth and self-improvement are attempts to be free from growth and improvement. We want to reach a stage where we are totally acceptable to ourselves and hopefully to the world. We are expecting our finite attempts at self-improvement to result into a final stage of abiding in a state that is always happy, a state that has no limits, a state where we don't have many boundaries. If this is what you seek, understand that being full and complete is a fact to be discovered and not a culmination of self-improvement attempts. The Vedic tradition tells us that no matter how much self-improvement is there in the many areas of my life, I am still a wanting person. The goalpost of self-improvement may change, but the wanting person I am. If the I want pitch continues as the background music in my life, I will always be dissatisfied. The I want resolves sometimes and those moments we are happy and then we hear a statement that resonates with everyone this is only what i do inside i am much more guess who said this spider-man we instinctively see that we are much more than all our attempts at self-improvement the vedic tradition offers us a profound understanding of self-growth and self-discovery. Self-growth is a matter of degree, whereas self-discovery is a matter of the absolute. Self-growth is a matter of effort, whereas self-discovery is a matter of understanding. Which is better, self-growth or self-discovery? The question itself is not valid. Adequate self-growth helps us to glide into self-discovery as you learn with a guru and assimilate the vision of yourself in the light of Vedanta. A vision of yourself, you, the conscious being, as complete and full with no lack. A vision of yourself is encompassing all that is here. To see this vision, how much self-growth do I need? Vedanta talks about the qualities of self-growth required, referred to as adhikaritvam or preparedness and readiness for self-knowledge. You know that there is enough self-growth and improvement until you are able to assimilate the vision. If you're not able to tune in to the vision of your absolute reality, you need to consult with your guru about which areas of self-growth and self-improvement you need to focus on. And so, now that we have the big picture of just enough self-growth leading to self-discovery, how do I look at self-improvement and self-acceptance? Well, Self-improvement now gets a better direction. 
Self-improvement is something I get to do to uphold dharma, not something I have to do. We become realistic in what we can get from our many attempts at self-improvement and what we cannot get. Then we see that self-acceptance is not opposed to self-improvement. In fact, all our attempts at self-improvement have self-acceptance built into it. Really speaking, self-acceptance is a dropping of resistance to self-perception and understanding. Self-acceptance is not saying I'm okay with this and I'm not going to make any effort. Self-acceptance is being objective. Self-acceptance means I see myself or I see the situation. I get to make the effort if it really matters to me or the other. I may choose to not make any effort at all. All along, self-acceptance is seeing what is without saying it should be this way or that way. When I see what is, I learn to drop my resistance. Let us say you are training to go to Mount Everest Base Camp, which is at 19,000 feet. Self-improvement will involve you making efforts at the level of ensuring a protein-rich diet, running or walking, doing core strengthening exercises, and getting sufficient sleep. All these efforts are possible only when you understand the current status of the body, its level of fitness and endurance. In other words, you objectively see and understand where your body is, which is self-acceptance. You objectively see and understand what your body needs to do without any drama or regrets or further labeling of yourself. You objectively see how many lifestyle factors are playing a supportive role and how some lifestyle factors are playing a constraining role. You are objective in seeing the many laws and principles that are indeed Ishvara. That is self-acceptance. When Ishvara accepts you totally in every moment, evident by the support for you through the many laws and principles that keep you going, who are you? to reject yourself. The resistance to the self, the many judgments about the self, now become more working conclusions which are subject to change. You see that since the thread of true self-acceptance runs through the entire tapestry of self-improvement, all attempts at self-improvement are a joy. You enjoy exercising the many powers given to you to create change for yourself and others. You are happy that you get to make the required effort. You delight in being an instrument of change. Even a wise person can learn new skills, not because she has to prove anything to anyone, but to function in society she may need to. Self-improvement does not take anything away from the self. Self-improvement is not opposed to self-acceptance.
In time, you see that you can happily improve in the many areas of your life, as in your reality, you have nothing to prove. If the wave had a human mind, surely the wave has to get along with other waves, aspire for job satisfaction, so on and so forth. But all these attempts cannot prove that she, the wave, is water. As water, which is her defining reality, she is the very basis of all the forms that are striving for self-improvement. You matter. Your life matters. What you do with your life matters. Thanks for listening. If you found this episode helpful and you think it might benefit someone, I do hope you will consider sharing it. See you next week.